0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80. Your podcast, your smart speakers. Let's continue the conversation you guys were just having with Dave Rothenberg and Rick DiPietro. The Jamal Adams trade that Joe Douglas made could be the turning point in a way the linchpin to, to fix both NFL franchises in New York. Let me explain. Jamal Adams is now out for the season, okay, for the second season in a row. Adams has a torn labrum in his left shoulder, and he's going to need surgery. All right. A source confirmed this to ESPN yesterday. So unlike last season, when he delayed surgery until after the postseason, Adams' season's going to end early this year. So he had two interceptions this season, had yet to record a sack, after signing a 4-year 70 million dollar extension in august so will it trade the in, it change the enti- it's it's bizarre it could change the entire football landscape one trade for both teams in new york because the jets give up a safety for two firsts could take a quantum leap if look Becton is hurt this year he was an excellent left tackle as a rookie excellent and 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 uh Vera Tucker's been excellent. At go- like, now you're going to have the left side of your line when Becton gets back locked down with a young quarterback. He's going to be protected on his blind side. Um, they, th- so, so they have the treasure trove of like draft picks and everything now. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to put a team around him. Meantime, because of that whole deal, guys, Russell Wilson's going to be much less happy than he'd otherwise be. They gave up a ton of draft capital – Adams isn't giving him anything. There's a chance because of that, he might look at the Giants, especially if Sean Payton's there, and say, know what? Because of what's going on here, I went out. The Jets could be better. The Giants' fortunes could turn around. It could turn out to be among the most significant trades in the history of New York sports. Yeah, it could, it could
1: certainly help both squads, but do, if I'm Russell Wilson, do I want to go to the Giants?
0: Do, if they have Sean Payton.
1: It, well, if they got to make a play as Sean, Sean's got to be available. Now you got to give up what to get Sean? Your draft picks? Because ain't, Sean ain't going to be able to walk out the door. He's under contract. So now you got to give up your assets for everything. But then what you going to give to give up to get Russell Wilson? You you don't have enough. No, we got a lot of draft picks. The Justin Fields trades gave him a, a lot of draft well, picks. But what you think it's going to take to get Sean Payton? You think they're going to take a second-round pick? Yeah. No. Yes.
0: No. Second round pick.
1: coaches are going for ones, high ones. Mm. John Gruden went for two ones. How many years he got Doesn't left? matter, though. Well, how
0: many years? Oh, he you mean left? Sean Payton's yeah.
1: contract? I don't know. I don't know what he has left on his contract. But John Gruden went for two ones. <laughs> <laughs> two we won ones. the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. But he went for two ones. So imagine you're saying, get Sean. <laughs> They're going to want some ones. Then what you think New England, In- not New England, what to, you think yeah, Seattle going to get get Russell want Wilson. to get Russell now Wilson? Now you can't improve. And now you can't improve. Damn it.
0: See how, I'll I I just put, see how I give you Daniel Jones. See pour
2: water on that real quick. <laughs> but you can also shut up, Key. Say, If you have a relationship, Daniel <laughs> Jones and a an third agent, round hey, pick. Hey, Russell huh. Wilson. Like, all right, if we can't get champagne, who else would you like? Who do you think is the right person here for us that we hey, can get? We give him got him this on, guy, on, Joe on Judge, He talks tough. Do you like Joe? Do you not like Joe? Where are you with that? Yeah, like it's wide open. Yeah, but you're not gonna empower
1: Russell Wilson to hire the head coach.
2: Uh, I would give him a huge say.
1: You're not. That's empowering him to hire the head coach. You're not gonna do that. Why Well, I
2: can empower you. Doesn't mean that you have the power. I have the power. If,
1: if 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 you're telling me that you want a certain coach, and we go and get that guy, I'm empowering you. Because how else are you gonna come here if I don't do what you say? But you
0: can. You know, I, I think Jay, correct me if I'm wrong. What you're saying is you can give someone power without giving them all the power, without giving That's them the, just the said, deciding yeah. vote. In other words, you can give them some influence and then say okay, we don't love your first choice. What about this? What no, about no, your no, second that, that, choice?
1: You, see, you're trying to be slick. Yeah, and that's trying going, to be slick. That's and right. that's going to lose my faith in you because I told you I want Jay Williams
2: and you bringing me Donkey Kong. But what happens if I establish an appointment like, look, okay, like I see your selection. It may not be the selection I would have went with, but I want you to know if I make this selection, this isn't going to be an ongoing thing. Like you're not nah. gonna have cod over everything. We're gonna have to work. I, I think more I'm like I'm
1: not dealing
0: with y'all, man. I, I think more like well,
1: what are you gonna deal with?
2: You no, think, I think you get that power somewhere else? I'll go to
1: New
0: Orleans. Key, I, I, w- key New I would Orleans. say more like here's a way that you don't give them the deciding vote, but you give them influence. You empower them. You say Russell Wilson. Why don't you give us a group of three, four coaches that you really like? Yeah, there you go. That's And, you, and, and then okay. and you can even put them in your order of preference. Whatever you want to okay. do. And we'd like to look at that. And see if we can if we can work something out here and get you one of the guys you want. You're
1: still empowering
0: me. Yeah, I'm empowering you, but I'm not giving you everything. I'm just giving you some power.
1: You're empowering me and you're not going to do that. Why not? You're just not. They're not gonna the Why National not? Football League owners are not going to empower a quarterback to hire the head coach.
0: If it
3: means I get Russell a manager for. But <laughs> We don't, we
0: don't have. To, we have a general general manager to ruin our team. Apparently, but they're not. Think
1: about what you're asking. I understand y'all, are Giant fans, and yes. y'all feel a certain way about That's it. Right. I'm trying to help y'all be reasonable and wrap your minds around this. They're not going to let you
0: hire the head coach. This is not the NBA. This it doesn't work like. But that. until someone steps out and does it differently. John Mayer is not going to do it, and that's one, of the reasons, that's one of the reasons it's been a problem. Well, you, he, asked he said, your, you answered your own question. Yeah, did. he's CEO and president, not just owner. Because, you know, Tish is the money guy. John Mayer is CEO and president, and you have, he has to look at himself in the mirror and ask himself, when has he, Am he looked, looked at I himself getting, in the mirror last time? I don't think it's – I get it, but I don't think it's impossible that he can. People can change. I think, I, think, I think he has to look at himself <laughs> in the mirror and ask himself, what results have I gotten? Because they have been Abysmal. substandard. Yes. Substandard. Think, For 10 years, substandard. Think about
1: it. The Green Bay Packers wouldn't even let Aaron Rodgers have a damn receiver. Now, what make you think <laughs> they're going to let Russell Wilson, who, by the way, you don't really know if he's Russell Wilson of four years ago or he's Russell he Wilson risk. 10 years from now. To risk. hire a head coach is just not – I'm just trying to be practical with you guys. That's all. I don't mean to kill your dreams. I'll, give you, I'll let Aaron Rodgers pick the coach, though.
0: <laughs> I'll let Aaron Rodgers, not only that, name the coach. Just name him. I'll get him for you.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love dreams. And you guys are certainly dreaming. A
0: lot of dream right scenarios
2: now. around here, apparently.
0: Okay. Nevertheless, the Jamal Adams trade not only affected the fortune of the Jets, yeah. I wonder what could be worked out with Russell Wilson. I wonder what it would take. Before we get to the coach, what would it take to extract Russell Wilson from the Seahawks when he wants out?
1: Well, in one, you're going to have to start with a first-round
0: pick. Okay, because the Giants have three in the next two drafts.
1: Okay, so it's going to have to be a one. Okay. All right. And then from there, let's figure out Sure. Daniel else. Jones, interested at all? You're yeah, interested? we can move. Yeah, we can. We'll take you back. Okay, so we get Daniel Jones in a first, anything else? Nah, Daniel Jones in a one ain't going to get it done. Okay, what else? I need Daniel Jones, I need a one. All right, you got it. I probably uh, need two ones in Daniel Jones. That's that's doable,
0: because they'd still have another one. Okay, that's fine. And they have multiple twos and threes, I think. They at mm-hmm. least have an extra three. Yeah. And then if I'm Russell Wilson, you know what I need? I need no. an extension.
2: You got it. Okay, it's fine. Just, and now we, the Giants have talking. Russell Wilson. Jay, pay dirt. I think that's a win. Two ones that I
1: need to be the second-highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Well,
2: right. See, see, this is what Key starts doing. He starts bumping it up more and more and more. But, We're
0: trying to get a deal done. But,
2: Key, those are nego- – like, in other words, yes, you so can have a you're list in of negotiation. things.
0: You're in a negotiation. negotiation. It's not going to be everything you I'm want. I'm on the back end of my contract.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. You just traded coming two off, ones sur- for me. surgery. Yep. I had a finger surgery, man. Stop. I okay, can but I've seen still. your numbers, and I've seen what I your numbers I can still pill an orange. So now i got two ones. Your future's tied to me. Yep. You're going to need me here at least five years. So I need a
0: three-year extension, an average of $45 million a year. <laughs> Easy. Done. Easy. Okay. Right. Easy. Let's make it for happen. A three-year extension, 45 a year for Russell Wilson and, and two ones? Done. Now the Giants have Russell Wilson...
2: With Saquon Barkley. With
0: Saquon Barkley. Still got another one. They With still Kandari, have more draft Tony, capital. Yes. Oh.
1: oh, and by the way, I need full <laughs> access to the G550. Uh, fine.
2: You already had that.
3: <laughs> you <laughs> had <laughs> that at hello. Steve,
0: can you use the Jet? Who is it? Russell Wilson. Okay, bet. It's done. Uh, I need a penthouse suite. Uh. <laughs> what about the Jets? Will this Jamal Adams uh, uh, trade, like, do you trust the Jets to do the right thing with the capital that they now have.
1: I do. Joe Judge has done a tremendous
0: job in drafting. Joe Douglas.
1: What did I say? Joe Joe Judge. Judge. Too many Joes in New York. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Joe Douglas has done a tremendous job in drafting people for the Jets. I mean, when you look at Elijah Moore, you look at, well, the quarterback. We'll we'll see. Beckton, Ver. Tucker. Beckton, Tucker, moving Jamal Adams, Carter the running back. Uh, He didn't have anything to do with Quentin Williams' situation, but when they wanted Quentin Williams, he certainly uh, held on to him. And you look at what he was able to do with the kid that the Giants have now from SC, um, the big tackle that he traded to the Giants.
0: Oh, the defensive tackle. Uh, Uh, Leonard Williams. Williams, He was
1: able to move Leonard Williams and not pay him. So he's done some stuff around the organization that make you think that he knows what he's doing as a general manager. Now the coaching hire is still out open. We don't know what that is yet, but it's the first year. Let's see how that goes. But as far as the draft stuff go,
0: I think am satisfied listen, they, with that. I think they people, hit on their
2: top two picks, man. That's I think people are the
0: real question is what's Zach Wilson, right? Like getting rid of Sam Bradford. Sam, Brad, I always call him Bradford. Here we Sam go. Sam Darnold, Joe Douglas, Joe, Joe Judge, Sam Bradford, Sam Darnold, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook. Um, getting rid of Sam Darnold. To me, that was the right choice based on what we've seen from Sam Darnold. Yeah, that's that's another one. Zach Wilson, what is he? And by the way, he is a baby still. He has not had his offensive line. Like, a lot of stuff has gone on. If Zach Wilson turns out to be a solid NFL quarterback, the Jets are looking good. And and he might be better than that, but if he's even that, the Jets are looking kind of good. I mean,
2: he has the arm talent. You're just questioning the discipline, right, which comes in time. Hopefully. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he does have arm talent. That's for sure.
1: The Jets are going to have to build strong, though, because New England is what they are now. Buffalo is a yep. good football Miami's team. Miami's
2: there. They're better.
0: And Miami's a better football AFC team. AFC East is good.
1: AFC's AFC is good. East is a solid conference. Uh, a division. It, well, if
0: the Jets get good, then it's really a good conference. Well, mo- division.
1: most, most divisions only got three teams, though.
0: No doubt. That's what I'm saying. So they already got three, and I think Miami is coming on again this year. I expected them to be there. They started off slow. But if the Jets get to be a real team, then you look at the AFC East, you go, there's no soft touch. Not at all. That's crazy, man. The, uh, the, to think that the Jets could turn a corner when it looked bleak not that long ago. And then people are like, oh, oh yeah, the Jamal Adams trade. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Which quarterback needs to win multiple playoff games to prove themselves. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on your bundle. Auto, home or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Let's stay in New York and go to the NBA.
4: Right corner three, in and out, and the rebound caught by Rose. Lots of Toppin, One dribble, down the lane, through the legs, and the slam. Oh, the son of dunker's delight putting on the show. The Knicks bench spilling out of the floor and pushing Obi Toppin. They're going crazy, and why not? Under nine to go in the second.
0: Obi Toppin's between the dunk, between the dunk, between the legs, dunk on 98.7. ESPN New York was the highlight of the night. In the NBA, but it came in a 122-102 Knicks loss. While in midair, Obi Toppin rotated the ball from his left hand to his right hand and between his legs before throwing it down in a move that may have won a dunk contest. And let's bring in one of the greatest dunkers of all time. By the way, the man did other things too. Vince Carter joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Vince, hey, are you, what's going on?
2: What's going on? Good morning. Vince, are you, you hear intro music though, Vince? You hear intro music? <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. I don't know why, but we played yeah, it. it.
0: <laughs> are you ever tired of being asked about dunks? Because you, you you could shoot, you could do a lot of things. Are you ever tired? You ever get tired of being asked about dunks? Max, let me tell you
5: something. I'm gonna
0: be honest with you when I say this. I'm used to it. You used to. You got used to. it? I'm used to it. Mm-hmm.
5: I mean, because it's like it's it, it either it, it, it's either on TV or walking around. You know, people like. Hey, do you remember when you jumped over the, you know, the French guy? Or do you remember when you did the reverse dunk against the Pacers? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I remember. I was there, uh, so <laughs> I, I I talk about it because I tell you what, I could easily walk around or not be asked about it at all. So at least when you see a dunk that reminds you of something I did, you know, it's it's, a, it's still a great show.
1: VC, do you Honestly. remember that dunk where you held the back of the backboard and you?
0: No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> I do. I did it in college. <laughs> you did that in college? Yes, at Florida. Yes.
0: yes. So what'd you think of Obi In, Toppin? What'd you think wow. of Obi Toppin yesterday?
5: So, yeah, I, I, I heard last night, everybody's like, yo, man, did you see what Obi Toppin? I was like, nah. And then get the dunk, uh, get the, get the, uh, the clip of it. And I'm like, that's pretty good. And here's, here's why I, I think it's impressive. And, and there's a, I saw a kid, college kid do it as well. And you know, that dump, you need some space. It's already a timing dump, but you need space. So, that's called. He's fearless to me because you don't know what that defender who's running up behind him. If you go back and look at it again, there's a defender that's behind him. He looks back. The kid's still running. Then he's focused on the rim. The kid happens to stop running. What if that kid continues to run? That could be a train wreck. But that, these kids are fearless today. I mean, they have hops. And he did it so easy. I mean, so easy. man. I, I mean, I remember doing it, and, and that was like my first time doing it. But I, they just make it easy now.
2: They make it so look VC, easy, VC. I gotta tell you, I, I love hearing you say you make it look easy. I'll, I'll never forget in practice one time I was trailing you, and you were on a fast break, and I almost, <laughs> I almost went to foul you because we were competing, obviously. Uh, and I uh-huh. just, I laid up because I just wanted to see what the hell you were gonna do. And you just did a casual 360 windmill. It was so casual. So whenever <gasps> you talk about kids making it easy, I don't need to hear that from you because you make, you still make it look easy. I saw your duck in the studio the other day. Yeah, you invented, you, you invented about? a spe- hey, an
0: easy spectacular so cool. duck.
5: I'll be the first to admit, like you know, I I tend to forget about you know, like like I said, somebody's trailing me because like you you like at that time for sure, I was still young, Vince, and I was I was fearless. I wasn't afraid to try anybody on a dunk. I don't care if they're the greatest shot blocker or just a young kid. It, it, you know, yes, I was fearless with that. As I got older, I started thinking like this now. I start when I look at dunks now, I look at the surroundings around them. Like, bro, well, you did that with.
2: Somebody trailing you, so yeah, I, okay, my bad. I'm with
5: you,
2: man. I, you win, Jay Will. I, I, you win, bro. Yeah, no, because Lawrence Frank was like, you should foul him. I'm like Lawrence Frank, you you get your ass out here and you foul him, okay? That you can you can, right. you can <laughs> foul him, Lawrence. Not me. Um, I did want to ask you about James Harden. Uh, obviously, they lost okay. to, to Houston last night, but he hasn't. Yeah. He just hasn't been the same this year. And mm-hmm. people were saying, well, this is how much his team misses Kyrie. I'm like, shot attempts. He's only getting up 16 shot attempts per game. What what's going on there? What do you see? I,
5: you know, I, I, I sometimes I, I, I watch I watch James Harden play, and, and I'm like, take that shot, take that shot. And that's the shot that we've known him to take, whether it was a good shot, bad shot, somebody was open or not. Okay, so I, I look at now him trying to embrace the quote-unquote point guard position, Jay. So you know if you're the point guard and you have the ability to score, you're going to get yours, but you understand the bigger picture that you you need to get your other guys involved and still be a facilitator and and while being able to make plays. So I I feel like sometimes he gets caught in between the two. Mm. And I'm not saying he doesn't understand when to turn it on, but they need him to be on all the time offensively to score, be aggressive. Yes. Get your guys going early. Make sure Durant's going. Because when Durant's going and James Harden going, everybody else can go too because he has the ability to facilitate. And I don't know. it just, I don't know if it's the approach, the mentality. I I'm, I watch it and I see the same thing you're saying. And I, I'm like, no, no, go read that. And, you know, I, I still I still think he, he, he needs to get in shape. I don't, I don't see the aggressiveness all the time. Sometimes I see him break a guy down, break a guy down just to do it instead of break a guy down like he used to and get to the paint. Yes, he's not getting that foul call. So maybe that's playing in his mind, too. It's like, okay, let me just get to the jump shot because they're not going to give him a call anyway. Mm. Vince Carter, ESPN
1: NBA analyst, an eight-time NBA All-Star, joining us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Uh, Vince, Steph Curry need about 10 made threes, trifectas, mm. to uh, mm-hmm. break Ray Allen's three-point record.
5: Can he do that all in one game? Okay, I know he can, Absolutely. but will he, I guess? And, and, and Keith, it's like... You know when you ask that question, can he yes he can will he probably so because he's proven he he i think he has more ten point uh ten threes made in a game than anyone else <laughs> like ever <laughs> and 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 it it comes easy to him the thing i when i watched him last uh last night, especially in the first quarter and in the first half he's pressing and and I was in a situation where I was trying to get my uh uh, to, to reach the 25,000-point mark, and, you know, I'm a reserve player, so you don't get as many shots, and you find yourself rushing, rushing, forcing the issue. And the second half, you see you see, he's just like, you know what, I'm just going to play, and then shots start to fall. I, I think Steph is going to take that same approach, and, and when he just plays the game, he's going to get those attempts, and then he's going to knock them down. Yes, he's going to eclipse this. Does he get them all tonight I, I, or next day, I think so. I, I think it's, it's very capable. He's very capable um, because of his ability not only to catch and shoot, he gets threes off the dribble, and once he sees a few going in, and when he, when he challenges himself or he wants to make a statement, uh, you know, I, I think that's when he's at his best now. The challenge is he'll be playing against, what, Philly and his brother. Everybody's in the stands, and I think at some point you just want to get that over with.
2: VC, I need you to tell me if you agree or disagree with this comment, and uh, tell me why. So watching Steph, I I, I firmly believe this, and I'm I'm not not talking about off the court, because obviously you talk about off the court, Michael Jordan has changed the game, right? He will forever be remembered because of brand Jordan and the legacy of that brand business-wise. But I am including AI, Magic Johnson, MJ, Bill Russell, LeBron, Wilt Chamberlain, Julius Irvin, Larry Bird in this conversation offensively, I feel like Steph is the most revolutionary player I've ever seen. And he's inverted the game offensively. He is making complicated shots that are challenged. And he's not doing it the traditional way, right? It's almost like a, the way you were taught to shoot the ball. You hold your foul through. You put your finger, you know, your index finger mm-hmm. in the bucket. Like he's shot slinging the in ball. The mm-hmm. He's shot slinging the ball, right? Which is the complete contradictory way you're taught. And, you know, nobody realistically thought they could attain to be Michael Jordan. One of our friends here gave a great thing. He's like, yo, he's the everyday, everyday Joe megastar. Like, every kid feels like they can go in the gym and they can work to try to be Steph. Even though it's not attainable, they believe it because he looks and feels like normal people, and he's redefining how we think about the geometry of the game. Is that comment off?
5: But it's not – you're not off by any means. But, Jay, that was the same feeling we had as young guys about M.J., that's the same feeling Kobe Bryant had about MJ and all of the uh, others. Yes, I mean, you, you you think back in the day, because of so there was not social media, we look at MJ as godly, and godly, how can I be Michael Jordan? I want to be like Mike. You know, we I, I had aspirations of being somewhat like Mike. You know, I want to fly like Mike. I want to rock. Uh, I want to walk like, well, Mike, so you way, like, Mike. like Mike. You could so, fly like Mike. You could fly
2: better than Mike. What I'm talking about, when
5: I say, I, I, chill, 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 don't start that. God, uh, no. But no, I'm saying my, like everyone coming, coming up, it's just like, you know, he made the game look easy. And and, and maybe it's a generational thing. You know, mm-hmm. older, because I look at the game then, it's like who takes over the league and what Michael did, you know, it, it wasn't the three-point shot, but it was the mid-range. It was his ability to finish and, and tough shots, are, you know, things that everybody couldn't do, but you saw people trying it. And then everybody's like, like Mike, you know, we I, if I could be like Mike, well, everybody's trying to be like, and, and, and I feel like those two changed the game. Yes, Steph changed the game of how you defend it. They changed the game of how you run your offenses now because of three-point shooting. You're seeing Biggs now stepping out, shooting three-point shots off the line. So, yes, I, I feel like he is as big. It, 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 it just, it's obviously, it's generational in my opinion. But, yes, everything you said is like, and you go in the gym and you look at Steph, and I look at Steph because he was a young kid and just like, okay, cool Dang, This little kid can shoot. He can, He's going to be pretty good. <laughs> well, he's great, and he, he makes a, a, the everyday player feel like they can be great because of the three point shot. You know, you feel like, hey, man, I could just catch and shoot. Maybe not dribble like Steph and do it, or run run around screens like Steph. But you feel like, yes, I can catch and shoot the ball from deep. And you see people try it all the time. VC, exactly. you remember and that? If they, Go ahead. I was going to say, you remember
1: that 360
0: dunk, (laughs) (laughs) V.C.? That's Vince Carter on the Goodyear hotline. Vince, always great to talk to you, brother. All right, V.C. Thanks, Vince. Keyshawn. All right, fellas. Uh, All right, Vince. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. I hear you, Jay. You can always practice your handles and your shot. Can't practice a 48-inch vertical. You can practice your handles and your shot. The last days of a legend under center... That's next on ESPN radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM channel 80. G-Sean, Jay will and Max, the
4: podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space For No additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel slash Unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger
6: offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: All right, you happy now, Keek? He's been on the man, request line, not just line. this, but all that man. It's, it's, it's Thursday, but it's a Friday for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, Keyshawn J. Like Willemex, ESPN Radio. I never really with like, like I never really rocked with R and B after like the 90s that much you know like into the 90s even tell you the truth this was the 90s yeah, said, yeah. this is no, the 90s that, no, i said into the 90s oh. even oh really. so you kind of stayed for away me, from it really you went yeah it's mainly yeah. hip hop for me okay and then if you talk about non hip hop stuff i go Pre, like you know, here and there, like Joe whatever you know, yeah, but that's still nineties. Yeah, yeah. I said here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. here and there. You're something like Lane, Isley, Brothers, old, Isley Brothers. Isley Brothers, no doubt. Dude, I'll go Army. back to the five stair steps, man. man. <laughs> can uh, we
2: talk? Ryan Shazier, minute, you
0: know what I mean. Two-time Pro Bowl linebacker joins us now. He has a new memoir on sale: "Walking Miracle: How Faith, Positive Thinking, and Passion for Football." brought me back from paralysis and helped me find purpose good morning ryan good morning good morning hey max i got so you so you don't like luther vandross no of course but luther vandross was way before the 90s it was
1: before ryan
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry ryan you can tell you, think, you, you like r&b man so i just no, I to check it out no no i'm saying i didn't i didn't rock with it that heavy the into the 90s home. you know what i mean? What's That's, up, oh, man? Okay,
6: okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Ryan? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. Doing I'm doing
1: good. good, man. I, I, uh, the memories, that, you know, when I was told, when they was like, oh, Ryan's coming on, I was like, the memories, man, all the way back to a high school national championship, seven on seven game, the South Florida Express versus 1925 in Tuscaloosa, yeah. Alabama. And, and get this, we play against Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater. Who else was on that team with you?
6: Uh, uh, me, Teddy Bridgewater, um, dang, who was all on the team? We had uh, Amari Cooper was the year under us. Yep, yeah, Amari, but, but he was there. Yeah. He was on the team. He just was young. Yeah, yeah, he was young. Um, some of the guys didn't make it to the, the league. Uh, Eli Rogers was on the team. Yep. And then some of the other guys they just didn't pan out. They, they either made it or they didn't they didn't play that far. So, so we played them in the, yep. the Steelers. We we
1: play against Ryan in the seven oh seven national championship. First seven oh seven national championship game in seven oh seven history. Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater was playing receiver and quarterback. So I have my yeah. nephew Michael Thomas, Jordan Payton, who got drafted by the Cleveland Browns, Darnay Holmes who plays for the Giants. Oh, stack okay, game. stack. Ridiculous. Yeah. Stack like it game. was crazy. It goes down to the yeah. wire, the last play. And so the funny thing, you remember when Teddy caught that end cut? He caught an end cut dig, split the seam on De'Anthony as Thomas. As a receiver. As a receiver. caught it. De'Anthony as Thomas the receiver, that played yeah. for Oregon played on my team as well. Teddy turned our yeah. sideline and said, man, y'all too slow in California. Turn up the speed, baby. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> it was so fire, yeah. man. I missed them seven on yeah,
0: seven days. Oh, it was so much fun. fun Ryan, let us know about the new book, Walking Miracle.
6: Yeah, so it, it's a book about my life. It, it's a book about what I've gone through. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I talk a little bit of 707 in there. I don't, I don't talk a whole lot. But I talked about just my experience growing up and, and all the, you know, scholarship offers I had, but also the adversity that I've gone through in my life to to make it to the NFL Is there how I overcame that adversity and allowed me to, you know, be able to walk again and, you know, having faith in God, trusting God, but just having a really positive mindset through it. So it's a book about my life, but it's also a book about just overcoming adversity. So it's, I think it's a
2: a book that can touch a lot of people. Hey Ryan, every time I get up and I have a lot of aches and pains, it serves as a constant reminder to me about damn, Like I'm, I'm lucky to be doing what I'm doing right now. Um, have you when when you wake up now, like what what's your ultimate feeling? Like do you do you feel like, hey, look, for everything I've been through, like I'm blessed to still be able to do some of the things that maybe I took for granted before?
6: Yeah, I definitely I definitely uh say I'm I'm blessed. Uh because the thing about it, like so many people take just the, the smallest things for granted. I remember uh when I first got injured and I was able to start doing things by myself again. I took grant like took for granted just walking or going to the bathroom. Like you take all that stuff for granted, and then now it's just I appreciate all those moments. So when I wake up every every day now, I'm just truly just thankful because I, I know what it was like to not be able to, you know, do all those things on my own time and get up and walk to where I wanted to go or you know drive to where I wanted to go. I always had to call somebody or ask somebody for help. So it. It is it, really a testament of of like will, but also yeah you know, just being thankful because some people didn't get back the opportunity that I got. Ryan,
1: in writing this powerful book, how was it to kind of, and how difficult was it to to relive some of the parts of the recovery process when you put this thing together?
6: Yeah, it was it was difficult because first of all, when I was telling my story with Larry. I had to get used to Larry. So, um, obviously, I, I I talked to a few different authors and read a few different books of people, and I, I knew Larry was a great author. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm a very open person, but it still takes a while for you to truly open up to somebody and tell them your story. And the thing is about a book, you got to tell people the stuff that you're not comfortable talking about anymore. So it would be times when Larry would, would come to me, and ask me questions. And, you know, when you're an athlete, when a reporter asks you a question, you kind of deflect it. And I noticed at the beginning I started deflecting stuff, and I'm like, hold up, this is my book. I have to actually open up and, and get used to it. So me and Larry started a better relationship, and it made it feel a lot better for me to open up, and then it was kind of therapeutic for me. Do you see yourself
1: hanging around the game in the future, like being a part of, not just the Steelers, but anybody's organization, front office roles, anything of that sort?
6: Uh, I, I can see that in the future. Right now, um, I had a few few things I wanted to take care of first because um, I always had a passion of being a businessman, being somebody, you know, kind of being in the media. And I always wanted at least – take advantage of those opportunities because I'm I'm one of the type of guys, I don't want to live a life of regret. So I want to at least try these things out. And the one thing that I do know and everybody that that knows me is I know a lot about football and I'm very passionate when I do talk about football. So I think uh, that will always be there for me. I'm not saying that people are just waiting for me, but I feel like I can always go back to the game of football, but I want to at least attempt some of these things first.
0: Keyshawn J. Will, and Max talking to Ryan Shazier. Two-time, two-time Pro Bowl linebacker with us right now.
2: So Ryan, let's get into that next chapter, man. Uh, can you, considering your former teammates with the Steelers, uh, they're in action coming up. What do, what do you think about their chances to win another AFC North title?
6: Oh man, man, you just asked me a tough question, man. But uh, <laughs> well, you say you're getting ready for the game. Uh, we just getting you ready for the game. Yeah, no. Nah, so I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I'm I don't know if they're going to – even the beginning of this year, I didn't think that we were going to win the AFC. Honestly, I thought the Browns were going to win it, but obviously the way it's looking, I don't think they're going to win it. Um, I feel that the Steelers – I don't know if we're going to win it, but I think that they're going to get into the playoffs. Um, I feel the best way for us to continue to win and how we've been winning this season, the recipe has been giving Najee the ball around 20 times. Obviously, you don't want to burn him out, but giving him the ball around 20 touches – as in having Ben throw the ball around 20, 25 times a game. Uh, because our defense is always going to keep us in games. So if our defense starts slipping up, then that's when we kind of get in trouble. But if we stay to that formula, I think we have a good chance of, is, of making it to the playoffs. But I think I think the Bengals or the Ravens are going to be the ones to win the division. Obviously, to me, the Browns are the best. Like, if you just go to paper, if, if teams won games by paper, Browns are the best team on paper, but I just don't know what's up. I think they're kind of like the Lions organization. They just don't know how to win and uh, and figure things out. So I just I, – to me, it's kind of kind of crazy what's going over in Cleveland, but I think that's kind of how to – it's either going to be the Ravens or the Bengals, and, and, the, and the Steelers are going to come in second and third, but I think all three of those teams are going to make it to the playoffs.
1: Ryan, former Steelers, uh defensive back Ryan Clark was – you know, he has some choice words for the Pittsburgh Steelers a week ago about benching Big Ben does does Ben still have what it takes does he give them the best chance to win right now
6: uh, the reason I say Ben gives us the best chance to win is because Ben is if you just see from his body of work he's just a natural winner so I think he's going to always figure out a way to kind of get us into games if it's, you know if somebody jump out on us or something like that it's a little bit it's a little bit more difficult um, obviously he doesn't have the arm talent that he used to have, but I think his decision-making would still be better than Mason or or Dwayne right now. Uh, so me personally, I would prefer to play Ben, uh, especially because he said this might be his last season or, or what. So I, I prefer to play Ben over playing somebody that you don't know what you are going to get from them. At least we kind of know what we're going to get from Ben. You know, uh, he, he hasn't turned the ball over as much this season. So to be honest, I would rather give it to Ben and allow us to, you know, die on the the line with Ben, than instead of putting Mason or Dwayne out there. You just honestly don't know what you're gonna get and mess around. Have a two, three, four turnover game, and now you don't to get a defensive a chance. Mm,
0: that's Ryan Shazier, the new memoir now on sale. Walking miracle: How faith, positive thinking, and passion for football brought me back from paralysis and helped me find purpose. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate you jumping on with us this morning.
2: Congrats on everything, Ryan. Incredible story.
0: All right, big boss. Key observations coming up on something other than football. You got to hear if got to hear this one.
1: The Keyshawn J. Will and Max Podcast.
0: Keyshawn, J, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio Series, XM Channel 80. Check it out on the smart speakers. Download the podcast. By the way, you don't have to listen to the podcast. Just tell all your friends. Just download this podcast. We get credit for all the podcast downloads. So (laughs) Key usually does key observations, right, about the NFL, and here's five observations, you know, from the weekend, whatever. But we have a question, Key, because he'll sometimes do this during the commercial breaks or whatever. So the question is, let's bring it to the air. What would each person on the production staff job be if they weren't in radio? Now, but because we are on radio, everyone just mean, hears our voices. Just base this strictly on their voice alone. Evan, you know what occurs to me? So People should have to say hello and say a few words yes. so the audience can yeah, hear your exactly. voice. Okay,
6: so, so I'll start because that's a great idea. Hello. Um, hello. Hey, I didn't know you guys were doing this segment, so I have no, no clue what's going on.
1: Of course you didn't.
6: And I don't want. I don't want responsibility or credit.
1: <laughs> yes, you don't, want, you don't want any responsibility when the internet goes crazy. So that's Evan Welner, our main producer, executive producer is what I like to call him. I don't know the exact title, but he's executive producer. He puts this show together each and every single day. He works his tail off. Um, but if I was just hearing him alone, he reminds me of someone when I walk into a sort of gas station mini mart situation where he's trying to help me. Mm. Uh, that's what I would visualize. In terms of who Evan is. With what? Like, like with behind what? the
2: glass. Behind the, the, glass, glass, the glass. yeah.
1: His parents own it. And he grew up at the high school. He went to the high school around the corner <laughs> from it. He kind of grew up there. And <laughs> they, he detail. decided that he's going to run it because it didn't work out the way he wanted it to.
0: Oh. Out that of high is, school. I didn't know you are going to get the whole biography. I like that better. So he grew up in the area. Yeah. yeah. His parents own the gas station. Stuff didn't work out. He's working there now.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: yo, Evan, can you say unleaded, regular, (laughs) or premium? Can you just say it?
3: (laughs) Unleaded premium. Fill (laughs) it (laughs) up.
2: All right. Who's up next? Clean up on aisle three. Who's up next? (laughs) Who wants to get on the mic? I'll get Costello in here. Go ahead, Pat.
4: All right, I guess I'll I'll go because I have a feeling I know what Key's going to say anyway. But hey, I'm Pat. Go ahead, Key. What do you think?
1: What I Okay, I've, ha- I've been pulled over several times by <laughs> officers for speeding or running a red light in my life. And Pat's voice sounds like an officer's voice knocking on your window and asking for license and registration, please.
3: License Pat's, and registration, please?
1: And can I have your insurance? Uh,
0: and then when you ask him. There's not them enough what, aggression in there. No,
1: no, no. But uh, Pat tried to lighten it up. But
0: uh-huh. when we hear Pat, it just
1: heavy reminds it up, me, Pat.
0: Heavy it up.
4: I don't know what you, like, I I think this
3: is ridiculous anyway that you think I'm a police officer. That's completely absurd. See, there you go. The the the, the word, the
1: absurd, not anger, but the wording. This particular individual
0: at this time. Exactly. All right, uh, James. you know I watch a lot of,
1: like, shows and stuff on (laughs) ID Network. He (laughs) is
0: like an investigator voice. All right, we we got, like, two minutes left. James, we're going to pick up the pace here. Yeah, I'm I'm a little worried, but uh, hi, I'm James. Yeah. Heavy a metal,
1: married. rock right. and roll band drummer mm-hmm. type, like yeah. With ties to the dc Roadie right? or in the band? Is he is in, he in the, up the speakers in, or, in, or is he in the band? He's setting up the speakers. He's a set up the speaker guy. Uh-huh. Like he a, travel a road he's
2: manager. He's a to, yeah, he's a roadie uh-huh. in somewhere a, in, a, in the DMV area. I was yes. I was in a heavy metal band in college. So see there right. you go. And that that dude
0: who's a roadie yeah. was in a heavy metal. There you go. Let give me some. Come
2: on, let's go.
3: Alan Yates. Roadie is crazy, but I'm Alan. What's up with y'all?
1: Hip hop, power to the people, yeah, my good. brother.
3: Oh my God. Yeah, he he do? What's of... his occupation? That's not an he occupation. Is a, he, is
1: a, he is a political
0: activist, so to speak. <laughs> he's
3: yeah, he's, a, community yeah, every he's day. a community organizer. Every community day. organizer. <laughs> community <Every> organizer.
0: <laughs> All right. Community organizer. Uh, who, uh, <laughs> Jay, come on, come on. Come on, Jay. Who are you?
2: Hi. Um, Jay Will, what's up?
0: Jay
1: play. Will, if I didn't know Jay Will, and I just closed my eyes, banker. he's that guy. You could be a banker, but he's the guy in the department, men's department store, oh, that wants to sell you something you don't want. He's upselling you? <laughs> upselling. I asked for a pair of these shoes. He's bringing me something I can't afford, even though I've said many times, no, I want this, but he's telling me this is the hottest and the latest. I should get it. I'm doing right, who who am I? People. He,
0: this is me, Max Kellerman. Who am I? You are a ambulance chasing lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that is what you are. That's you, right. give my client, with- is entitled. Yes. Kellerman my, and Kellerman. My Kellerman client had Kellerman. a bright future. He slipped on a on a on the wet ground in front of your store. He very, is entitled.
2: Very slick. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. we can't get on. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask Justin Craig to jump on. By the
0: way, you know what we have to do? We got to get Key. We got to figure out who Key is. We'll give you the best before the end of this show. We're doing Key. We'll give you the best bets for Week 14. We're still working here. Yeah, I you guess. definitely that don't buy these. That's
1: the Keyshawn J.
5: Will and Max Podcast.
3: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today—the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric: number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two.